0: Why 480? It's the number that drives our work lives. 480 minutes.
1: That's all you have every workday.
0: And the decisions that you make each minute can change everything.
1: When you plan out your business goals over the next two years, that's only 480 workdays to get it done.
0: In your entire 40-year career, you've only got 480 months to make an impact with your work.
1: Time is the limit we can't control. Because time is your most precious resource.
0: This is the Leadership 480 Podcast. Hello, I'm Craig Irons and I'm your host today for the Leadership 480 Podcast from DDI, the podcast that's all about making the most of every moment of leadership. Today we're focusing on the 480 minutes leaders have every day and how they can use those minutes to be more effective and make an impact on their team, their customers, and their organization. Our topic for today, what's the hardest part about being a leader and how can you make it easier? Our guest is Mark Buzine, Vice President of Product Management for DDI and a thought leader, presenter, and author on the topics of leadership, leadership potential, and the world of work. Mark, thank you for joining us. Great to be here,
1: Craig. So Mark, let's get right to the big question. Why is it so hard to be a leader? Well, that's a great question. And the first thing is to acknowledge that it is actually tough to be a leader and we sometimes lose sight of that. In fact, I think sometimes as an industry, we tend to highlight the failings of leaders rather than acknowledge the challenge of the transition that many leaders make throughout their career. What we do know from our own research at DDI is that a leadership transition is in fact one of the most difficult life challenges that an individual will face right up there with things like bereavement or dealing with divorce all those sorts of very difficult life challenges A work and leadership transition is up there and what we sometimes forget as well is the impact that leaders have across an organization and that with that impact comes a lot of complexity comes a lot of pressure if you think about the first level of leadership frontline leaders and just remember these are people that more often than not have never led an individual in the past they manage up to 80 percent of the workforce so the pressure that is immediately put on a leader when they make that first transition is in fact very profound and perhaps what we need to do is start to acknowledge that challenge acknowledge the fact that it is a tough job it is a very important job and it's required across organizations and the community more broadly and we need to look at how we can better support them as they make those transitions into various levels of leadership
0: so, you know, the argument could be made that, you know, it's never been easy to be a leader. Uh I remember uh being a young unprepared leader 30 years ago, you know, I had to fire a relative. Very stressful situation. But that's not necessarily the case, right? It's gotten more
1: difficult to be a leader now or in the ensuing decades. Why is that? Well, you, you've mentioned um, one particular situation that is probably an evergreen situation and the challenge of um, leading other people, often managing former friends, in your case relatives, and you know sometimes having to make some very difficult uh, decisions around those individuals. That is absolutely a kind of an evergreen challenge that leaders will face. But there's a whole range of forces of change at play at the moment in the business and leadership landscape that are making it a lot more difficult. Um, if we have a look at a few of those, work is being radically compressed, time frames are being radically compressed, people are being asked to make decisions very quickly, very rapidly on the fly, etc. All of that is placing enormous pressure, enormous time pressure on leaders. And when you're placed under time pressure, um, which is a real um, psychological condition, the reality is you then start to make perhaps some poor decisions or you narrow the focus of the types of decisions you make. Um, you lead more towards urgent decisions rather than the important decisions. So that can have a significant um, pre- put a significant pressure on leaders and, and significant impact on leaders. A number of other things are happening though within organisations that have really sort of changed the landscape for leaders um, across organisations. One is the way in which you get work done. Um, we no longer work in very hierarchical structures we're increasingly moving towards more informal structures towards the use of teams and so the way in which you often get things done is less through that positional power that we once had and a lot more through personal power how do you influence other people to get things done um, the people you manage have changed a lot over the years as well. The, their own expectations um, in terms of what they're looking for from their role, they're looking for a sense of purpose, they're looking for a sense of meaningful contribution. Um, their expectations have changed dramatically and also the makeup of the workforce over the last twenty, thirty years in the next five to ten years, there will be up to sort of four or five different generations um, represented in the workforce and managing all those differences can be very very difficult and complex and leaders themselves um, you know we forget again sometimes that they are participants in this whole um, change as well. So they, they themselves are dealing with constant transition, constant change, um, their own complexity that they've got to deal with as well and that, that um, adds enormous complexity to the role of leadership in today's business and leadership context. So
0: you know, many of us have been through leadership development programs, courses and and what have you and organizations invest a lot of money in those programs but has that equaled to leaders being better
1: prepared or at least feeling
0: like they're better prepared?
1: Well, we know from our own research and research of other organizations that there is a sense that leaders are not um, often prepared or ready to take on these challenges. But let me share with you a couple of sort of important stats that put that sort of figure in context. Um, Two-thirds of leaders felt unprepared to take on the role, the frontline leader role. Um, But what we also know is that 60% of frontline leaders say they never received any training for the role at all. Think about that. One of the most significant sort of transitions that you're going to make in the workplace and you had zero preparation for that transition. So it's no wonder in a lot of ways that we don't have leaders that are feeling ready to take on the kind of challenges. Um, As a result, leaders themselves feel frustrated, they feel anxious and they feel uncertain about the roles that they're asked to do. So whilst we have invested a lot of money in leadership development and there's a lot of um, evidence to suggest that perhaps we 're not getting the desired impact on that, we still see significant gaps in some of those critical transitions, for example, that frontline leader level. So if
0: you're a leader and you go through a leadership development program and then you come out of that and you have to have a, say a difficult conversation with one of your team members,
1: it may not be cause, it may not be because you didn't get what you should have out of the program could be or it could be it could be one thing it could be that you didn't actually get any preparation for that and walking into one of those conversations without any preparation whatsoever is incredibly difficult the second thing is how do you continue to build those skills reinforce those skills um, sustain those skills over a period of time and so you know, again we've got to be careful that sometimes we tend to treat learning as a single event rather than a journey and increasingly we should also be looking at how do we start to get closer to leaders in those critical leadership moments. How, we can, how can we be there by their side when they're about to face something that might be quite new and quite challenging? And so that's where the advances in technology, I think, into the future are going to play a critical role. Just think about it, Craig, how you know, perhaps something like wearable technology might actually pick up on the fact that you've got a difficult conversation coming up. It might pick up on the fact that you're already feeling a little bit anxious and nervous about that. Read into that, um, into that situation and then provide you with some tips and guidance before you actually uh, move into it wow that's
0: mind-boggling that that's where we're heading
1: it's and it's the reality is this is technology that is available to us now so we all know that technology is changing really quickly and it's very likely in the next five to ten years we're going to see some significant advancements in terms of technology and how it can support leaders be by the side of leaders as they're facing those critical leadership moments
0: so back to the struggles that leaders face and why it's so hard to be a leader I think we all know people and maybe some of us have experienced this ourselves where you know we step into a leadership role or we apply to be you know to be the boss if you will to lead a team uh because we think that you know there's going to be status associated with that that there'll be more money that it's the right move for our career uh and then a lot of us find out once we're in that situation that we're not really cut out for it. So, I guess my question is to what extent do you believe leaders struggle because they really you know are sort of miscast as leaders in the first place?
1: There's a lot of uh, a lot of evidence to suggest that um, one of the prime um, um, predictors of success in a leadership role is motivation to lead. And so if you have a predisposition towards wanting to lead, a desire to lead others, that's going to go a long way to actually supporting your success as a leader. In fact, again, the research points to the fact that those that um, moved into the role without that motivation often struggle a lot more than others. So there is an innate desire, motivation to lead that is very, very important. Um, On top of that, though, again, you need to prepare leaders for the types of challenges that they're going to face. And again, I come back to that key transition from being an individual contributor to a frontline leader. The types of things that you're asked to do as a frontline leader are profoundly different to what you ever had to do as an individual contributor, um, whether it's leading other people. Um, having those tough conversations that we talked about and again as you mentioned we've all had those sort of difficult conversations you know to what extent we're prepared to actually handle those types of things increasingly what we're seeing also is that decision-making is being pushed further down into the organization so frontline leaders are often now being asked to make decisions that will have a significant impact on the strategic and cultural priorities of the organization and again understanding how to how to address those types of decisions confront those sorts of challenges um, can, can be, a, again, very significant in terms of getting, getting them ready. So there's a whole range of situations and challenges that leaders will face. On top of the fact of, as you said, you know, ideally you're motivated to take on. It's not just driven by status or a desire for kind of progress through a, um, through a corporate ladder. It's actually motivated by um, a, a set of attributes or, or preferences for that role, but building on those with some of the really key skills that are going to be increasingly important.
0: We're talking today to Mark Buzin, Vice President of Product Management for DDI. Our topic is, what's the hardest part about being a leader and how can you make it better? Now Mark, you've been in leadership roles for many years. Um, Thanks for notif- noticing my IHTX, <laughs> <there>, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and you know, your accent, obviously you're from Australia, you, and you've been in leadership roles in Australia, and in Asia, and then also here. In the U.S., um, so you've sort of been a leader around the world. <laughs> you could you could say. Um, what have been some of the biggest challenges you faced as a leader, and how did you address them?
1: So it would be easy to say that the 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 biggest challenge is perhaps in that context moving from one country to another or to a region to different countries is that you know, the biggest challenge is, is understanding those cultural differences and that, and that is true that you know, when you're moving to a different country or leading in a different country you need to have a good understanding of the culture and some of those cultural differences. But I think what I've found is that you have to approach every single leadership situation um, in its own right. And so there will be some similarities across those different markets and those different sort of environments. Um, But there will also be some key differences that are not always driven by the country or the region that you're operating in. It'll often be driven by the individuals and, and the groups that you're actually being asked to lead. So you know we've often tried to reduce leadership down to well this is how you manage certain generations like the millennials or this is how you might manage certain um uh certain um international groups, etc. The reality is that I've found you've got to try to think as much as you can and try to as much as you can manage individually. Try to understand individual differences, understand individual motivations and needs and really account for those types of uh, those differences. So that is both um, the biggest opportunity, it's also sometimes the biggest challenge as well. So I want to dig into this a bit more.
0: So, um, you know, what are... You know, can you give an example or two of some particularly tough leadership challenges that you faced? And to what extent were those related to the fact that, you know, you were in a leadership role in a certain part of the world versus things that might be a bit more universal?
1: Yeah, I think one of probably the most difficult um, uh, experience I've had in terms of um Uh, A leadership role is when you are actually when you arrive into a particular group or um, within a a particular team and you know that there is a need to sort of shift the culture of that team Um, and it's not always just the whole organization it can just be the culture within within a team and that's really getting trying to find ways to get people motivated towards what you're trying to achieve as well as what the organization is trying to achieve and the team is trying to achieve and to um, navigate the behaviours that will, will ensure that you're as a team aligned to the values that you're looking for for the culture that you're looking for and um, often stepping into those situations and you know i can recall some a couple of situations where i've had to do this where your own preference and tendency is to move very quickly to make some of those sort of changes and adjustments um, but you actually need to kind of a, to, to move to where the individuals are themselves and take them on a journey. And I saw that certainly managing in certain um, international environments where you've kind of got to, um, again, because you're stepping into those environments often as somebody very new, um, bringing in different perspectives, you've got to take them on a journey rather than saying, hey, this is what I want and you need to kind of get to that point.
0: Okay, so we've established that leadership is hard and getting harder and uh, that too many leaders aren't adequately prepared for their roles. Uh, so if you're a leader listening to this, and hopefully we have a great many uh, leaders listening to our conversation today, um, and you're, if you're a leader and you're struggling,
1: uh, you know what can you personally do to improve your situation? Good question. One of the things I would... Um, um, I often sort of when I'm um, talking to leaders, in, particularly when I'm running sort of training events around leaders, one of the questions I'll sometimes ask is when you go through customs um, at an airport, um, whether you're either leaving a, a particular country or you're arriving in a, a particular country, often you're asked to fill out a, an arrival card or a departure card and it will often ask you what's your occupation and I often say what do people Put down. And more often than not, what you find is that people will write down their technical background. In other words, they were marketing or they were HR or they were engineers, when in most cases, all these individuals can often be in very senior leadership roles. They don't write down the fact that they are a leader. And I think that's one of the underlying sort of Uh, both challenges that we face in terms of the way in which we treat leadership but also the mindset that a lot of leaders bring to the role. They're still very attached to their professional discipline as opposed to looking at themselves in the context of leadership as a profession. So if you take that view and if you treat leadership as a profession then as we do in most other professions you treat it in the context of continuous development to continuous growth reading about leadership Trying out new things, being curious about how you might approach different aspects of the role, um, preparing yourself for certain situations. You know, again, if you're a marketing person being asked to launch a marketing event, then if you don't have any background in that, you're going to do the research as to how you do that. Whereas sometimes in the context of leadership, we just throw ourselves into those situations and hope for the best. So, treating it as a profession, embracing leadership as a profession, and doing the things that you would often do in other professions about getting. Being prepared, practicing, um, continuous development, growth, and improvement. That's probably one of the, you know, more broadly, that's one of the things I would suggest for leaders.
0: So I've heard it say that sort of the untapped resource that most leaders have at their disposal that they don't take advantage of is their own manager. Uh, you know managers are really important in terms of providing, you know, learning tension when someone's going through a leadership development program or or, uh, or even helping them reinforce, you know, certain skills they might learn. Um, you know, what advice would you offer for getting your manager involved in helping you develop and improve as a leader?
1: My main point of advice would be to ask for help. Um, Again, sometimes we sit back and we put an expectation on our managers, and we all know that it is part of a manager's role to coach and develop the people within their team, et cetera. But as we've already um, sort of talked about, it's a difficult role, it's a complex role. They're faced with various time challenges and competing priorities, etc. cetera. And so it's not out of um, intent, but sometimes they perhaps don't put the sort of focus on coaching, developing that you would like to see or involvement generally in those sorts of development exercises. So I would then suggest that the leaders themselves um, ask for that help, reach out for that help. And I think you will find in most cases, I'm not saying all, but certainly in most cases, those leaders will provide the time, will provide the response that you that you need, um, and the support that you need. But ask for it, um, and that that's probably the one single piece of advice. Don't sit back and wait for it. And then what we sometimes see is when you don't get it, you start to kind of um, blame the leader or, or or identify their gaps rather than you know recognize that perhaps you've got a role to play in this as well.
0: So. If you go to your manager and more or less admit that you have an area you need to improve or work on, uh, you know, is that on some level, you know, sort of admitting to your boss that you're not getting the job done? Uh, how would you address someone who voiced that hesitation or that
1: hesitate or that fear uh, about going to their manager for help? I think uh, there is an element of, yes, you are admitting to some extent that you um, don't have the skills or you're not able to deliver on a particular task. And again, I think we need to be a lot more comfortable with that. Failure and mistakes are all part of the modern workplace because, again, we're dealing with such pace, such change, such disruption, such complexity that we're all going to kind of face situations that we're not quite ready for. I think again, and I can't speak for every single leader, but I think the majority of leaders will embrace that as an opportunity rather than seeing that as a gap or as a fault in the individual. But again, um, you know, if you don't reach out, if you're not prepared to ask, um, the reality is that you are likely then to demonstrate those gaps and that will only build as a problem for your manager as they start to see those things play out.
0: You know, we talked earlier about how you know people can move into leadership roles for all the wrong reasons, um, so thinking about you know if you know if you if you're a leader and you benefit from the training and the development and but it still doesn't seem to be getting any better for you <laughs> um, you know was there a point where you should just you know be ready to say i'm I'm just not cut out for this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think we need to think about leadership as, as something that's a little bit porous as well, which we move in and out of. And I can share in my own career, there's been times, and I'm motivated by the role of leadership. I enjoy leading other people. I enjoy the opportunity to kind of take a team forward, et cetera. But there have been moments through my career as well, where I felt actually, I need to sort of step away from it for a moment and that's where I'll look for opportunities perhaps where I'm in a different kind of role. That doesn't mean though that I can't move back into a leadership role at some point in time and I've often done that throughout my career. Um, moved in and out of leadership roles, um, often aligned to my own kind of motivation or point in time as to where I'm at, but perhaps also where the organisation is at as well. So absolutely, if at any point in time you're not feeling that that's the um, the right role for you, then again, having that conversation. Now, where it can get difficult, and I know a lot of people will feel the anxiety around the fact, well, if I... Um, In a lot of organisations, that's still the sense of how I progress um, through the organisation into more senior roles. But I think increasingly what we're seeing in companies is that there are lots of roles um, across an organisation that don't always... Um, require leadership and and often in very senior roles. That has shifted um, from where we were 30 years ago, where in essence the very traditional hierarchy was based on moving through a set of leadership roles with greater responsibility. That is changing. Again, acknowledge that sometimes that can be difficult and it can feel like it's going to be a difficult conversation, but it is important to have.
0: So even a lateral move or maybe
1: even a step back
0: can sometimes help in the long run to propel you forward and give you perspective and some experience is valuable.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and there's it, a really good point you make there, Craig, that sometimes um, we need to be prepared to, you know, whether it's step back or, or to sort of shift where we're at at a point in time, and sometimes that might mean kind of stepping um, to some extent back or sideways um, that, that is aligned with where we're at, our own motivations, and perhaps where we want to go as well into the future.
0: So one last question. This has been a fantastic conversation, Mark. You know, this podcast is all about making every moment of leadership count.
1: Can you share a moment of leadership
0: that had an impact on your life?
1: I can, and it's uh, it's interesting. It's not actually in the workplace. It's a very personal situation for me, and it's related to my, uh, my daughter. Um, and I've worked in... Leadership. I've worked in leadership development for probably 25, 30 years now. And a couple of years back, my daughter came to me. She'd been studying at university, um, event management, and she picked up a job at a local um, um, function centre. And very quickly, she was doing very well. And, and within a few months, they asked her to move into a leadership role. And so she's 19 years old, and she's been asked to take on her first leadership role, probably after only about three or four months. Of working and she came home one evening and she announced that she'd been offered this role and as you can imagine as a father and as a leader and a practitioner in this field I was incredibly excited incredibly proud and then I looked at her and I saw the absolute fear in her eyes Mm -hmm. Um, The idea of stepping into this leadership role and facing all the sorts of challenges that we talked about earlier around managing former friends, um, having to be the kind of the go-to person to sort of make decisions often, you know, when significant events would have a, um, you know, there would be significant sort of implications for the events that she was running. She was facing genuine fear about that transition. And it was a moment for me where it reminded me both of how profound that transition can be, but how important it is to help and support people as they're making that transition. Fortunately, I was able to um, provide her with some guidance as a coach. I don't know if that was good guidance, but I certainly was there to help her. Um, I was able to draw on many of the resources that we have at DDI to sort of help her into uh, help her in that role. And so, that um, outside of a work context was probably one of the most profound moments for me, and a very personal moment in terms of understanding and reminding me about the importance of leadership, but also you know the transition and how tough it can be. As well.
0: Mark Buzine, Vice President of Product Management for DDI, thank you for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners. We know that your time is valuable, and we thank you for sharing some of your precious minutes with us. This is Craig Irons with Mark Buzine, reminding you to make every moment of leadership count. You've been listening to the Leadership 480 podcast. To learn more about 480 leadership, visit ddiworld.com slash 480.